Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut Friday, November 12th edition of the show. We've got Biden defamed Kyle Rittenhouse. His mom spoke about that last night on Fox. We'll get into it. Plus, the end of the Rittenhouse trial is upon us. Is New York City ready to fight back against crime finally? Uh, The inflation numbers looking to get worse. Consumer sentiment at a 10-year low. The Biden economy stinks. No surprise there. Plus, the COVID numbers are rising in blue states, and we'll see what else we have time for today. And we'll get to all that in a moment. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle. It can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at OneShare Health. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA-exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self-employed, or anyone who is just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard-earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee right now when you use promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go to online at onesharehealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or onesharehealth.com with promo code BUCK for your special offer. Live well, pay less, see how much you'll save, and put the freedom of choice back in your hands. Rittenhouse defense is going to be finished today. They're going to rest today. And what is uh, remarkable, I think, is that you see... The people who were saying Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, a terrorist, uh, a school shooter-like individual who was a murderer and all this stuff, uh, they don't care that they were wrong. It doesn't matter to them. They're not embarrassed by this. Uh, they don't change their minds based upon the facts. They liked to believe that about Rittenhouse because it affirmed beliefs that they had, beliefs that America is a very racist place and there are all these Trump-supporting, right-wing, Republican, you know, racists running around. There are people who believe this on the left, regardless of what the facts of any particular case may be. So it doesn't change, you see. They don't, they don't care that they were wrong. What matters to them is that they had an opportunity to feel sanctimonious and self-righteous. What matters to them is that they created a storyline in which their preferred good guys and bad guys, so to speak, were all lined up. And now people are finally starting to say, hold on a second. Why is it that the left was able to get this? Why did they get this so wrong? And I'm here to tell you, they don't care. They simply do not care. You had uh, last night the mother of Kyle Rittenhouse on uh, Fox Fox News uh, talking about how you know, her, her son obviously is not these things that were said. And she's particularly upset about the fact that Joe Biden, you must recall, weighed in and if effectively, you know, mother of Kyle Rittenhouse, this was a story, lashes out at Biden for defaming his son. The president of the United States uh, cast her son as a white supremacist. She said on Sean's show, when I saw that I was shocked, I was angry. President Biden doesn't know my son whatsoever. He's not a white supremacist. He's not a racist. Biden did that for the votes. I was so angry for a while at him and what he did to my son. He defamed him. He absolutely 
defamed him. He absolutely did. And uh, we should note that I remember during the Trump administration, if Trump even whispered about something somewhere that had to do with an active investigation of any kind, the emoluments clause, whatever it was, they acted like he was completely subverting the justice system. Another impeachment, perhaps necessary. They would lose their minds over it. Because that was something that made them feel, again, good about themselves. Didn't matter what the facts, what the truth actually may have been. There is no evidence whatsoever that Kyle Rittenhouse is in any way racist. I do think it's worth noting that if he had shot uh, a single uh, black man instead of three white men, this trial would, would have a very different feel. And I think that there would be too much fear around it, even for a self-defense claim as clear as this one with video evidence to work. I also think that if there were if there were not videos of Rittenhouse showing self-defense so clearly, he would probably end up spending the rest of his life in prison because of the politics. Because people have been told all over the country, Rittenhouse is the bad guy. The good guys include, in this case, a child rapist who was killed by Rittenhouse in self-defense. The good guys from the leftist point of view are the people rioting and destroying a neighborhood. Somehow they're they're the victims. They're the people who were and they were doing the right thing by being out there on the streets for social justice. As if anyone really believes that. They're going to say that this is all racist, even though you have a white guy who shot three other white guys in clear and a clear case of self-defense. They assaulted him. But the backdrop to it is the awful, destructive, reckless BLM protests and riots all across the country. And so we can't allow, you see, the leftists can't allow anyone to realize that all BLM did was make everything worse for everybody and intimidate the American people in an election year and morally blackmail them in an election year into thinking they have to vote for Joe Biden. You you don't want your store to be destroyed? Vote for Joe Biden. You don't want to be called a racist? Vote for Joe Biden. Or else they will come to your neighborhood, as they did to mine. I mean, this isn't just in rhetorical terms. They destroyed stores all over the neighborhood where I live. Broken glass everywhere. Oh, yeah, because because of Derek Chauvin and George Floyd, people that live in New York City were so affected by that one incident with one cop and one victim in Minnesota. Give me a break. These people were looking for an excuse. We all know it. But now it's a trial that will not come out the way most likely. I shouldn't get ahead of myself here. Most likely the way that the left wants. And so what do they say? Well, you know what they're going to say. uh, That this is uh, an instance of racism, of course. So you see what I'm saying? When you put the one and one together, you end up with two. When you put one plus one plus one plus one plus one together, you end up with five. And that's what that's that's what that's what Schrader is. He is he has made a series of decisions. Each one perhaps may be individually defensible, but in totality, lead to the impression of a biased racist judge with his Trump rally cell phone um, uh, that is trying to get Rittenhouse uh, a walk. Everything this judge has said in the court from all the legal analysts out there that you should listen to even a little bit has been rooted in a foundational understanding of the law, right? You can't attack someone because they 
they invoke their right against self-incrimination after arrest. That's not that's not something you can introduce to a jury. Very straightforward things. But uh, Ellie Mistal here uh, saying that the judge is, is racist. Th- this is always now the default when the left doesn't get what they want. It's racism. <clears throat> prove it's not racist. How can you prove it's not? This is how they do what they do. This is how they get away with it all the time. Um, and you have other people that are now going to start just saying, oh, well, it's because the judge, the judge was bad, you see. The system is sacrosanct when Democrats get what they want. How dare you question anything? How dare you say anything about a judge's, including a Supreme Court judge's, a justice's impartiality? Here's a CNN legal analyst, a lot of morons over at CNN, Mark O'Mara, saying that the Rittenhouse judge is putting his, putting his thumb on the scales. The judge has got to maintain an impartiality, and particularly in a case like this with the social implications, the political implications, the suggestion by this judge that he's not going to allow politics into his courtroom would be great if he could actually accomplish it. But you can't, when it's imbued in everything that's happening, you can't make believe it's not there. And certainly he needs to be even more careful to be impartial. And I just haven't seen it. I, I like when a judge says you can't call victims victims until the crime is over. But you also can't call people arsonists and looters and rioters in the same breath. So it, it was frustrating to me, not as a defense attorney, but as someone watching a trial, knowing the rest of the country is watching it, it has to believe in the jury's verdict, whatever it is, that he really needs to be careful putting his thumb on the scales. Oh, okay. I, I think that's so fascinating, isn't it? You can't say that, sure, you, you can't say someone's a victim. You can't say they're arsonists or rioters. There were riots going on. That's a statement of fact. There were riots. There were rioters. There were arsonists. We have video, okay? So those, those are the facts in evidence. Yeah, in a specific case, you could say that someone has a legal presumption of innocence, but it was a riot. That's what was going on. Uh, it was, it's, it's remarkable to see how much people here, instead of being honest with themselves and understanding that they got this case wrong, in the media people got this case wrong and they wanted to get it wrong, instead of being truthful about that, they are desperate to find some excuse. You know, it's... Remember when you were a kid, if you played sports, I always remember there were kids that I would play sports with sometimes, and it was always, you know, when they lost, it was always they cheated. Oh, the refs, that was the main one, right? The refs, but even something else. Oh, but, you know, they they did this, and they're not allowed to do that. Or, you know, when the ref wasn't looking, they... Because when you're a kid, you don't want to ever say, you know what, they're just better than us. They just beat us. They're better at this game. They're better at this sport. And in this instance, a lot of people want to believe something about the Rittenhouse trial, but the facts don't support it. So now they're coming up with, oh, it's the judge. It's like blaming the ref. It's what they're doing. Because what, what else would they say? Oh, here, here's uh, another one more at CNN. The judge is a wannabe Fox News personality. Uh, let's play clip uh, seven, Mike. It appears that this judge is auditioning for the cameras and looking for his next gig on Fox News or or OWN or whatever, OAN or whatever it is. I mean, this judge is going beyond the pale um, and, and trying to show off for the country his conservative credentials or whatever it may be. And he's shielding Cal Rittenhouse, treating him as if he's a child. And so I think that the behavior of the judge in totality is the problem. The behavior of the judge is the problem, not that the media lied not that the president of the United States 
tainted the national jury pool by calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Uh, Democrats, look, they, they are, it's an ideology that has no honor. We're really just going to be honest about it. It's just about power. It's just about whatever works. It's never about what is true and good and decent and honorable. That's the American left today. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation follows the words, while we have time, let us do good. And they're doing good every day across this country. The foundation has done incredible things this year, and there's even more to come between now and the end of the year. Their biggest endeavor, they're gifting 200 mortgage-free homes to America's heroes and their families. These are our military's heroes fighting the war on terrorism and their families, many of them learning to live with a life-changing injury. Or even more tragically, a family learning to live without a family member lost in the line of service. Tunnel the Towers Foundation took time this September 11th and the days leading up to it to help us remember those who sacrificed their own lives while trying to save the lives of others. Next month, they're recognizing those lost in the war on terror in a ceremony on Veterans Day. And between Thanksgiving and New Year's, they'll be giving away a home a day in their season of hope. Help Tunnel to Towers to do good. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Number of uh, really troubling criminal incidents happening in New York. Uh, now there's, there's a, uh, a sexual assault that occurred against a jogger in Central Park, which for people who have lived in New York as long as I have, um, brings back very, very um, troubling memories of a city that felt like it had lost control. This is now a pivot point for New York, and I'm going to tell you this for the whole country, because New York was... It was initially leading the charge for major cities because of the Giuliani crime policies, anti-crime policies. Uh, New York was a place that turned itself around in incredibly dramatic fashion. So this is another opportunity, I think, for New York to be the place that turns everything around uh, crime-wise. But it'll have to be a decision that is made not just by Republicans, because we're outnumbered, you know, seven or eight to one here. There will have to be Democrats who say, you know, enough is enough. Left wing theories of social justice and and systemic racism and all this cannot be used as an excuse anymore to prevent the kind of proactive policing that will make people safer. We just want we want New York to be safe. We want the whole country to be safe. And this is a moment where there will be a choice made. Um, Bob McManus, for example, in New York Post, New York City finally takes a stand and this surrender to crime. He's writing about this. A lot of people are seeing this, especially after a BLM leader said that there would be violence in the streets if the NYPD started doing its job again. Uh, this is where we, we have to defend security, safety and, and honestly, civilization. This is where it has to happen. And it can be something that spreads across the whole country, too. If it works in New York, it'll work in other places. We can be safer on the streets. And, and I think that this is where you have to see that the Democrat Party has embraced destructive ideas and has just been, has been wrong on this issue, has been wrong on this issue for now a long time. And so we need more aggressive policing. We need a willingness for prosecutors. I mean, if people who commit violent crimes need to be punished uh, severely. People who 
are conducting uh, property crimes and are making life miserable and unlivable and making businesses flee also need to be paying a price for this. And it has to stop. There must be consequences. All this is very much cause and effect. So we can either understand that and live in the real world or we can live in this continued left wing delusion that if only we are more gentle with the criminals, all of this will somehow be better. It won't. It won't. It'll actually just get worse. So I am hopeful that right now we are at a a turning point on this. We're also at a turning point on the American people's perceptions of the economy. Uh, Inflation is going to get worse. Um, It's going to hurt. It's going to force a lot of people to make tougher decisions about their own budgets and and how they're going to pay their own bills. And this was all entirely predictable. You know this because we've been warning. People have been warning the whole time that the Biden approach of spending more and more money all the time and trying to fix everything by bribing the taxpayer, effectively bribing the voter with the money of taxpayers, because as you know, only about half the country actually pays income tax. Uh, That's that's not a plan that is going to make this better. That's not a plan that is going to improve things. It's only going to make it worse. Uh, And that's why when Vice President Harris, who really nobody supports, is out there talking about the Build Back Better agenda not costing anything, these are unserious people who are the arsonists of our dollar's value. Here she is. But there is also a point that is important to make on the Build Back Better framework. One, it is designed to make it less expensive for working people to live. It was specifically designed to bring down the costs of childcare and increase accessibility and availability. Designed to bring down the cost of elder care and make it available to all those working families that need that support and need that help. And Build Back Better is not gonna cost anything. We're paying for it. So when we can get Build Back Better passed, and we are optimistic that we will, the American people will see costs actually reduced around some of the most essential services that they need. Kamala Harris knows nothing about the economy. She's not somebody that you should listen to on any of this. Uh, this notion that Build Back Better agenda is not going to cost anything is just a big lie. Uh, in fact, they're doing more analysis now to show that it will cost even people who are uh, very much in the middle of the wage earning scale in America, it will cost them money. Uh, It will cost them tax increases. Of course it will. Look, they're trying to create a quasi-socialist state in America. They just won't call it that. And it's not gonna be a helpful thing. It's not gonna be a good thing, but this is what they want to do. And they're gonna continue to push for it unless we manage to convince enough of our fellow Americans that the lessons we've learned in the past, whether it's on the economy or criminal justice, uh, criminal justice or any number of things, what we have already learned, we should not have to learn again through pain and failure. We, we already know these things. The other side may pretend that is not the case, but they are wrong. They are wrong. So we have to continue to uh, hold the line. That is the plan. That is what I hope we will do. And I very much appreciate all of you continuing to listen to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Thanks for being here with me. And uh, I will try to get to some 
roll call next Friday. We'll pull out some roll call so I can hear from all of you. I know it's been a little bit of uh, a little bit of time. And I hope you all have a great weekend. Please go subscribe to BucksXN.Locals.com. I appreciate it every day. A few more of you are signing up uh, or passing the hat there. If you can become a supporter, it means a lot. And I will talk to you on Monday. Shields high.